K-R-O-S, cross. First name. S-I-V-L-E-Y. Last name. Sively. S-I-V-L-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> how about that absolute rocket home run by Wilk Slade this weekend? Wilk Slade destroyed it. Dickerson to- Dusty had a hell of a game, too. Yeah, yeah, he did. So, yeah, I appreciate all of the 45 people that reached out to tell me that I got the name backwards. <laughs> but um, and, and it's right, and he deserves to have his name read correctly. Um, that's not going to be the, that will be the first time or the last time that I messed up a name. And by the way, it's not like I messed up like Joe Smith, you know, cross civilly, really, really cool name. I said civilly cross equally as cool and very backwards, but you know, it is what it is. I messed it up. Heard about it a lot. Cross. Sorry, dude. Um, yeah, we apologize. That'll be, that'll definitely be the last time I mess up his name, but you know, moving forward, I just can't wait. I mean, when we start talking about track and field and stuff, there's tennis. Hey. Buckle up! You're gonna get a whole lot of horribly, horribly pronunciated names. So. Yeah, I don't. I think uh, Shane goes unappreciated for how well he went through all those names, oh my and gosh. I, I'm definitely gonna butcher them. Yeah, the wizard was the best. But anyway, man, we got a ton to get to today. Let's get to the show. Welcome to, to the Top Talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, recording on February the 28th, is that right? 27th. 27th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi, here as always with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. Yo, yo. Oh, man. It's a Monday. How are we feeling? It's a Monday. Uh, man, I'm excited, though. Um, uh, ready to uh, head up to Trustmark for tomorrow. Um, That's right. I know a lot of people probably have a bad taste in their mouths after the weekend, but, like, I don't know. It, it's an opportunity to go up there and, uh, you know, put, put, put this weekend behind us and take a step in the right direction. Well, I'll tell you what to put a good taste in your mouth. With our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Boom. This episode's the episode today and for the rest of baseball season is going to be brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Always the place to pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. Home style plate lunches. And look, tag us on social when you go by there. If you, t- if you, if you have a picture, a tag, and a 4th Street check-in, uh, that'll get you a shout out. So, you know, oh, that's, I like that. Yeah. I don't know if they're waiting on that'll get you a free beer. It won't. Uh, <laughs> but it, it won't get you an appetizer. It won't get you anything, but it'll definitely get you a shout out on here. And plus you'll have a good taste in your mouth. So head by four street and, uh, and, and hit up slate and, 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 and tell us how it went. So we, preface this kind of or we alluded to it like in in the in the first episode of the year that we're going to be start doing these uh, miniature interviews from Mm -hmm. the platform out in out in roost roost spot 39 and 
Boy, do we have a good one uh, to start off with. Just kind of came across this. Uh, Definitely. Tiro. Yeah, Tiro kind of hooked us up with the interview. but And hopefully it comes out okay. Uh, I, I think I was screaming um, <laughs> into the microphone when I probably shouldn't have been. So if the, I, didn't, I hadn't heard the audio on this yet. But uh, the one and only uh, Hill Denson came and sat down, climbed up in the truck, sat down on the platform, um, Pilo had the laptop out. We, we had a microphone. We kind of had a makeshift thing. It was the first time we've done it, so we're going to get better at it. But um, but th- that was awesome. And um, I hope you guys enjoy our conversation with Coach Hill Denson. All right, well, we're out here at uh, in the roost at Pete Taylor Park. And this is something we kind of teased on the first episode of the year. We said we might uh, do some some uh, episodes live from the platform. Uh, it's usually on top of the Jeep. We've we've ventured over to a truck now, Coop's truck. But uh, but anyway, so we ran across uh, Southern Miss legend Hill Denson, um, and Coach has decided to sit down with us for a second and talk a little bit about his time here. So, Coach, first of all, what's going on? Not a, not a whole lot. There's a lot of a lot of heat for this time in February. I know that. I like that part of it. Mighty good. Yeah. Well, this this is way better than it being like 25 degrees outside. Which you know, at the beginning of every baseball season, that's what you're doing. You're out here. You're freezing your butt off. Then at the end. You're looking for some of that good weather, so this is kind of perfect, right? That's right. I like it, and everybody does. Of course, you you know, tomorrow, Tuesday, it may be ice cold. You don't ever know, but yeah. it's it's great to be out here. You guys got a good view out here. I don't be not, I don't get out here very often. That one may be out of here. All right, so, well, hey, Coach, it looks like you might be staying a little bit longer than the 10 minutes we asked because as soon as you sit down, the Golden Eagles hit a double to take the lead. So that's pretty awesome. But, you know, speaking about the right field roost, this was – you were the beginning of, of putting this in here, right? I've heard stories of maybe, like, the, the, fir- the first idea that you had. You were just hoping that people would come in. I don't even think you guys charged for it. And now it's grown into this. So just talk about just the evolution of, of what the roost has become. Well, the, the first year I came, it, it didn't – nobody had ever charged at baseball. And, and uh, I had to go to Coach Dale and ask him. I said, Coach, just as before, the, before we played our first game, which uh, – by the way, that Skip Berkman was here his first game, so that was the same weekend. But uh, had to go to Coach uh, Dale at the time, Coach Roland Dale, and, and say, Coach, I'd like to charge at games. And I said, I've, I've learned, I know that it, it, it's one of those deals where – people won't come to free things and uh you know i'd like to charge and i can't use exact words he said but (laughs) but basically he said no we can't even afford to pay the ticket taker to stand up there and take it so we went ahead and charged but we used some of our extra players that were red shirted or or, you know weren't going to play for us or whatever but we're still part of the team we use them up there and we charge a dollar and you know a a dollar or, or quarter or whatever it doesn't matter it's just as long as you pay and, and that same thing is true anywhere in the country and you know I see us a lot of times people excuse me uh, buying buying out 
tickets at the football games and giving them away. Well, people don't come to free stuff, and they won't come. You give the tickets to students and give it to them free, they're not going to come. They have to pay maybe $10 a year or whatever for a football ticket. They'll come to the game. And the, and the pleasant thing about it, when you pay for a ticket, you come to a game and you stay. You don't come and go. If it's free, you might come for an inning and you're gone. And, uh, that's the way it works. So, uh, you know, I had learned that in, the, in in working with the pro team I worked with in Nashville before I came. And mm-hmm. Never give away free ticket. And, right. uh, and so I learned that, and we started doing it with uh, with those kids. We just charged a dollar. Of course, we didn't, we didn't at the time, that first year, we didn't have more than three or four people ever came to the game. Anyhow, there wasn't any fence around here. They could just walk in from any direction. But we were charging the ones that, that kept it on with us and let it uh you know they went were wanted to go pay and they wasn't worried about the ones that were sneaking in at the time didn't have any way to stop them anyhow so but it didn't take long before we started drawing a little better crowds and that sort of thing and uh you know that's the basis of that the way that started wow yeah all right. Since coach arrived, we scored three runs. So that's pretty good. We know, and we're talking about the roost, and we're uh, and just how it kind of became what it is. Uh, Pilo, you've got an interesting story about one time when you were walking through the gates. You want to tell that story on the air about? Yeah. So, uh, I, I and I don't, you know, I I told this story out here uh, a little while ago, and I, I want to say, Hill, you you told me this. I feel like a while back, or I'd heard it from somebody from you, but. Uh, it was it was a story about you know several years ago Pete Taylor was was coming into the field uh, into the ball you know the ballpark and and uh, the the ticket lady stopped him and said you know I, I need to see your ticket and he said do you know who I am and uh, lady said I, I don't know he said I'm Pete Taylor she said oh my gosh Mr Park please come in <laughs> let me straight you out yeah go ahead okay he came to he came to the ticket taker and said I need to and she asked him for his ticket and said well I don't have one and she said well I need one and he said he just pointed at the wall out there and said you my name uh, that's me on the wall out there and uh, at the time my name wasn't on there right. it just is and uh, and she looked at it and said okay come on in mr park and that's a, that was a story and i tell you who told the story and it i'm not sure it really happened but it was uh father pat uh, father tommy at uh pete taylor's funeral okay. is he told the story and that's the way it got started yeah. but and i think it probably did happen but uh but knowing father tommy it might not have he might have just made that up so i never did know for sure well anyway it's a great story yeah. we all got a laugh out of it so Coach, one more thing and we'll get you out of here. Um, but looking out at the field and kind of what it's all become, um, I'm sure there's a lot of memories that you have. Is there any memory just fresh on your mind that sticks out uh, while you were coaching, uh, maybe above all the else, all the others? You know, I, I really can't say there's one memory because I was out here so long every day, uh, all day long and all that, but pulling hoses around where you didn't have a sprinkler system or anything put into the field. And, you know, I, the year I started, I came in January, and the field had been built that summer by the National Guard, and, and Coach Taylor and them had kind of overseen the building of it. 
but it, they actually built it uh, kind of the plan of at that time pedal high school's feel is basically with the dugouts and all that kind of stuff and uh, that was the way it was built chain link fence all the way around it no bleachers uh, a little press box that was about maybe 15 20 feet long and you know two little stories and enough for maybe a couple of announcers in the way they built it but you know they, they built the stadium that way so I came after it had been built but it hadn't been played on at the time so my first year was here so. but um, you know I've heard some of you talk about the trees out here that are shading us while we're talking here now these pine trees uh, if you guys are look at it the people we're talking to can't hear it but each one of these pine trees was one of a threesome there were three three pines built there and they were about this tall when that when I got here that year and I knew we wanted to do this roof at the time that was one of the things we had in mind for down the line whenever we got where we could do it and so I started growing those pines out but I thinned them thinned them from from three down to one pine tree and, and kept them pruned at the bottom so that no limbs were coming out and wasting growth and we got them up as tall as we could and by the time we started the roots we had them almost where everybody could see a little bit they were kind of bend over out here but kept pruning them and you know got them up in a hurry and now it's a great place out here because it's shady but most people don't know each one of these there were three pines right there and three pines right there and uh, you know, it was going to be too much, and you just had to do it. And uh, this is the only live tree, uh, live oak tree we left, the one that you guys got out here toward the end, number 40 parking spot. But uh, they had three big live oaks on that hill over there planted at the field, which would have been great, except that's not good for what we were going to do with the roost and all that. So, And all the leaves that it puts out on the field in the wintertime. So, you know, it's... Uh, it was one of those things we had to take out in the nighttime without getting a whole lot of permission. We didn't have a lot of help for getting things done, so the way we wanted to do them. And so some of those trees uh, died accidentally at night one time. So, uh, you know, things like that had to be done. But, we, you know, we, we knew this roost would be here at one point, and there's a lot of stories about it, too. Well, that's awesome. Peter, you got anything else? Yeah, okay. Well, Coach, look, and I hope you'll come back. I, I would love to have you sit down for like a full hour length, just really dive into it, man. But thank you so much for walking down here. We see you back around the park a lot. We, I think I see you around campus during all the sports a lot. So thank you. team last night, man. Oh, my gosh. Did anybody see that coming? You know? Uh, well, one person did their assistant coach it, at the beginning of the year. I heard him on the broadcast saying, we will win the Sunbelt Conference. And I, I'm thinking, <laughs> kind of like people were thinking with me when I was saying we will one day be in the regionals and all that. So, But, uh, you know, they made a believer out of me, and they had a fun team to watch and all that. So you know, I was so proud of them. And the ladies, too. I understand tied for first place yep. going into the tournament. So that's great. Our football team did great this year so I'm glad to see things kind of getting back where we were back for several of the mistakes were made and some firings and so forth sure. and uh, things are trying to get back there too and being run by people who want to be here and know how Southern Miss people do. So. Right, no doubt. Well coach thank you so much for your time and Southern Miss to the top. Already 
And that was Coach Hill Denson. Pilo, how cool was that? Man, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think I could listen to him tell stories all day. Like my favorite part of that, as I was going back and listening to the inter- the interview, it's like we were wrapping up, and then he like told two more stories, and it's like we just we just wanted to keep him out there. Like obviously there was the noise and the game going on, but um, it's just it's you're just sitting next to a legend. I mean, just somebody who just yeah. exudes Southern Miss baseball history and um, helped build the foundation of what we get to experience today. So, such a cool yeah, experience. The, yeah, the cool thing about Hill, you, yeah, you could sit there all day and um, you could, whatever question you ask him, you can probably ask him the same questions for like, on like 10 consecutive interviews and he could give you a different answer for every, you know, for every every time like like you know what's your favorite play well i could pick like a hundred of them you know um who was the who was the best player who's the who's the person you hated playing the most or whatever and so but it was cool just his the way he was just the way he was with us just as a normal person and then and then really just his perspective on you know as we're asking these questions he's looking around and he's talking about the trees and you know and uh and yeah that was cool literally the vision that he had and just Anyway, it was really cool. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and, you know, in the future, we're going to do a little bit more of that. And I'll promise not to scream into the microphone. Um, but what happened since the last time that we recorded? Well, a lot. Played a little bit of baseball, softball, basketball, played some golf. Some beach bas- uh, beach volleyball as well? We did play beach volleyball because I, re- yeah. I drove right by there um, every day. It went undefeated. saw it. So wow. they're, they're five and oh. yeah on top of it look at you do, 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 doing the wizards work love <laughs> it um we, hey we won some championships yeah. right that's always fun to do nominated for some awards won some awards um and we announced the football schedule uh and spring spring practice started so uh lots lots of stuff going on these days in southern miss athletics but I think that we're going to have to start off the show, um, even though we just talked to Hill. Um, it's the beginning of, ba- of baseball season, but, man, we are in we're, – we're, well, we're one day away from being officially in March Madness, and that means yeah. something. It hadn't meant anything <laughs> in quite a while, <laughs> and not just, for the, not just for the men, but the ladies as well. So, um, yeah, man, they, they said it couldn't be done. They said we would finish last. They wanted Ladner fired, and by they, I mean pretty much everybody, everybody. like me and the and the and the doc. Yeah, and maybe you know, Mrs. Ladner. <laughs> so, um, it, it, nobody had ever heard of Juan Cardona. Mm-hmm. Ladner was up against the wall. Um, a, you know, at his dream job, he doesn't want to go anywhere else. This is the end of the road. He wants to be able to, you know, hopefully put a banner up with with him on it or whatever. And, mm-hmm. and, um, he's a, he's a fan just like the rest of it. And against all odds, Sutter Miss wins the regular season championship. So <laughs> just, I mean, take a second if you can, Pilo, and just reflect on, uh, how the season went and maybe your expectations going in and then how it all played out. Yeah. Um, man, who reflection. Um, I mean, the thing for me was obviously we've seen good basketball. It's been a while. Uh, and you and I both said to a lot of people, when we're good in basketball, I don't think there's a better event 
on campus, period. Um, sporting event for the fans, the energy, the excitement. It's just fun. And um, it didn't take long, honestly. I think it was the – did we play Delta State, maybe? Was that mm-hmm. the was Early. that the exhibition game? Um, mm-hmm. And in that, I was kind of you know sitting over the tunnel where I usually sat uh, beginning of the year, and, and I, I kind of looked at my father-in-law and was like, there, we, we may have something here, you know, like there was, you could see flashes of like, okay, something's different than what it has been the last couple of years. Uh, and you know, then they just, namely that we had like five division one <laughs> basketball players on the court. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you, you know, the pace was different. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we, you know, actually had a transition game and, and started moving the ball and pushing and pressure and defense and, uh, it was just a whole nother style of basketball. And, um, you know, and then, it, you know, slowly the city of Hattiesburg and people started kind of hearing the buzz, right? And we just kind of start seeing the crowds grow and grow and grow. And for us, like, we've been there. We were there when they, you could pan a, you know, a camera around and count the people in the, in the entire arena. Um, and so to see where we ended is, is just, it's incredible. Um, I, I couldn't say I'm, I, so happy for coach Ladner. I mean, he came out to the roost this, this weekend and we talked a bunch and yeah, I mean, we asked him, I think it was, I think you said maybe you, you can't even, you know, probably go out to eat anywhere without, you know, somebody kind of, you know, coming up to you and talking to you, take a picture or want to do something, shake right. your hand. And he said, yeah, but last year I didn't want to go anywhere for other reasons. <laughs> you know, he kind of, <laughs> can you imagine, you know, having to kind of like not want to see, show your face around town to now, um, you know, everybody's coming up to you and congratulating you and stuff like that. So, I mean, I so happy. I couldn't couldn't say that enough um, for Coach Ladner, for Coach Cardona and his story, and and for the players like Pinkney, the guys that stayed, the guys that didn't just hit the portal and leave and say forget this, the guys that hung around and really got to experience it. And uh, I think they can kind of see from coming out this weekend to the roost and, and coming out to the baseball and seeing the support that, that everybody's behind them and uh, pulling for them this weekend or this week, I guess. For their efforts, uh, coach Ladner was named the coach of the year in the Sun Belt. Yep. Austin Crowley named new, newcomer of the year and first team Sun Belt conference. Felipe Hase earned second team conference honors and Pinckney got named to the third team. So it's nice to see some recognition. Some people might say, why can't you put them all on the first team? Look, it was a good league, you know, <laughs> very good league <laughs> to, 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 to have, to have three guys listed, uh, well, three, four, including coach, uh, is incredible. So hopefully we can build on that moving forward. But as far as the team this year, mm-hmm. <clears throat> currently sit at 25 and six, 14 and four. Uh, the the turnaround has been remarkable. Um, the, the the first game we had two games this week at Old Dominion um, was the first one. Lost this game sixty nine to sixty four. You know it was a close game. I thought we had this one. Uh, yeah. We didn't end up shooting the ball well enough. Um, did hit ten three pointers. Um, but look, I mean, winning on the road is just not easy. Um, traveling that far we talked about it a little bit out in the roost as well like you know some teams charter we're not one of those teams right we, right our, our our flight begins with a two-hour drive to new orleans 
But I try to take anything away from ODU. They they wanted it. Their fans are into it. They're good. Their arena is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous of their arena every time I see a game <laughs> played there. Um, Hase got in foul trouble early. That surely didn't help. But um, if you remember, right before the half, Old Dominion was on an 11-point lead. They had an 11-point lead. We were throwing the ball away, um, getting yep. cute with the ball, as we can do from time to time. And, you know, the, the message board thread that, that we're a part of, you know, people are like, I'm going to play golf. I'm tired of watching this. And then the next thing you know, we go on an 8-0 run to be only down three points at the half. So, yeah. um, so that was really yeah, cool. I think, I think literally out of my mouth was, this is painful. And then literally <laughs> uh, two minutes later, we're within like two. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like I was, you know, you know, you know how it goes. The ups and downs of a basketball game. Sure. Uh, so we, we ended up having a seven point lead with under eight minutes to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been a second half team uh, m- most of the year, but just couldn't close this one out. Hase ended up with 18 points. Pinckney with a double double, 15 and 13. Crowley added 11 points. Uh, we, we shot a lot of threes. We're 10 of 31 from three point range. It's probably mm-hmm. a little bit too many threes for us to take, especially with the big bodies that we have. But give some credit to Old Dominion. Uh, bad night at the line as well. Uh, just 14 of 25. So you add all that up and you lose by what? Five points. Yeah, five points um, and missed 11 free throws. Yeah. Yeah, not great because Marshall won. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden we're in a tie. And, of course, we lost to Marshall. So, you know, then the the, the, the next night um, or that Saturday we're, we're playing. No, Friday. It was a Friday. It was Wednesday, Friday this week. Yeah, yeah, it was right. Uh, so then after the game, uh, after that game, we go to Texas State. Appreciate that Sunbelt Conference. Which is also not easy to get to because you have to fly into San Antonio and then bus to San Marcos. It's not, you know, that's a difficult place to get to as well. Right. Had to have this game. I mean, it's it's one of those things where you you went the entire season. And, and, you know, I think a couple weeks ago, a lot of people chalked us up like, well, we got this in the bag. Yep. And here it is coming down to the last game. You got to win. And even if you win it, you might not be declared the champion. But you know you have to win have a chance so uh and and when we did uh won this game 79 to 69 probably could have been a little bit worse yeah third third time in school history winning a regular season division one conference title southern miss led 41 to 29 at the half uh clearly they're on a mission out there um big games need big names to step up and step up they did Mm -hmm. hase 26 points four of eight from three-point range 10 of 10 from the line if you need him. Wow. Uh, Crowley added 17 points. Nefty, 15 points and only one turnover. Remember we we had talked a little bit about, I mean, he's cool. He's dynamic. He's a Ferrari, you know. Right. Uh, sometimes you need that Ford Taurus. Just, you know, <laughs> reliable. Um, Steady. And, 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 and he was 15 points and only one turnover. You can right. win a lot of games if Nefty's playing that way. Um uh, uh, Denaji Harris just continues his stellar season, went 14 and 10. And we were out there keeping up with it on the radio from the roost. Um, so, what were, do you remember how that game went down? Do you remember what you're thinking? Uh, how, what was your thought process uh, while we were out there watching the game? Yeah. I mean, uh, man, it was, it was uh, obviously we're out in the roost and, and we were listening to obviously the game on the radio, watching the baseball game, baseball game, uh, kind of uh, 
people were starting to lose interest a little bit. I think it was kind of getting out of control. And and so uh, we were really kind of paying attention to the radio. And and I can just remember uh, lots of people asking, check up, like, what's the score update, score update? And so uh, it was tight, you know, and um, we we're going back and forth. And then we started kind of stretching that out there at the end. And I just remember... Uh, we got what up up like 11 under a minute and we're like all right we got this and I think they actually hit a three pretty late and they cut it to like seven and then we got back up with some free throws from Hase I believe and um, man everybody kind of went crazy out there it was a cool moment to kind of clinch that regular season championship in the roost while we were listening to it so no doubt yeah it was very very cool Um, and that leads us to uh, what's coming up next, which is the Sunbelt Tournament in Pensacola. Right. Um, I know we play on Saturday, March the 4th at 11.30 a.m. versus the winner of the South Alabama and App State game. Um, and I know you got the bracket pulled up in front of you right there. So I want you to take yeah. us through the bracket and um, everybody know where we stand. Yeah, so obviously we clinched that one seed. We have the double buy. Um, so unlike previous years with Conference USA, this is a single elimination tournament. Um, so that double buy is huge. We don't have to really play to the quarterfinals. Um, but on our side of the bracket is uh, Coastal Arkansas State, South Alabama App State, Troy, um, and the winner of, of that first game, um, us and James Madison. So uh, on the other side of the bracket, you're looking at Texas State, Georgia State, Old Dominion, Georgia Southern, Marshall, and Louisiana. So, um, although we're the one seed, I, I think uh, I think our side of the bracket is a little tougher. Uh, I think those lower seeded teams are a little better than the other side of the bracket. So, it's definitely uh, not a walk in the park to the finals. But um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I know that they'll be ready. Um, and looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, I mean, as luck would have it, uh, of course, South Alabama's on our side of the bracket, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, we would win that last game. Marshall would lose, and that would flip it. You know. Yeah, it's the weirdest, the weirdest thing. You look at it; it's all, it's, it's almost more beneficial to be the two seed, honestly. But, um, you know, I, I guess we can't complain about being, you know, number one. Right. But um, either way, you're gonna have to win three games. Either way, you're probably gonna have to beat a Marshall, a Louisiana, or, you know, in our case, a South Alabama, because that's mm-hmm. just what always happens. Um, so anyway, you, you slice it, you, we're going to have to do that. And, but uh, I am looking forward to it and I uh, can't wait to get over there and watch some basketball. Um, speaking of basketball players, um, uh, we, had, we had two players, uh, one uh, from the men's team, and one from the women's team nominated for the best player in the state of Mississippi, Austin Crowley named one of the three finalists for the Howells Trophy. He averaged 16.4 points per game, 81 assists on the year, 61 steals, shot 36% from three-point range and 74% from the line. Other mm-hmm. finalists for the Howell uh, Trophy are Ole Miss guard Matt Morell and Mississippi State forward Tolu Smith. Um, on the women's side, Dominique Davis was named a finalist for the Gillum Trophy. She averaged 17.8 points per game, had 94 assists on the season, 58 steals. She had 25 three-pointers and also shot 74% from the line. Other finalists on the women's side, Ole Miss guard Angel Baker and Mississippi State center Jessica Carter. So two very big honors um, for a couple of Golden Eagle greats. Yeah. 
Definitely. And so uh, that has us kind of leading right into Lady Eagles. Uh, so uh, not only were, you know, were the men successful winning the regular season championship, the women uh, did as well. And so inaugural year for Southern Miss in the Sun Belt, and we go out and kind of uh, take a clean sweep of the regular season championships, which is awesome. So uh, Lady Eagles finished 20 and 9, 13 and 5 on the season uh, with a share of the Sun Belt title with JMU and Texas State. And they closed the regular season out strong on a five-game win streak. And uh, like we mentioned earlier, Dominique Davis, stellar player, was named uh, first team all Sun Belt. So uh, breaking down their previous week, uh, Southern Miss played Troy. They won this game 88-79. It was senior day uh, in Reed Green. Uh, Troy, you know, they play quickly. They score a lot. The Lady Eagles sort of beat them at their own game. Uh, they also out-rebounded Troy, who's, you know, statistically one of the best rebounding teams in the country. Uh, Malaya Gra- wow. Yeah, I mean, Malaya Grayson went 23-8. and eight. Dom Davis, 19-9 and 7 assists. Laney Cornfield adds 16 points, goes 5 for 5 from the field. And the lone senior on the team, Lauren Gross, uh, she she was given a standing ovation at the end of the game by Very the cool. Southern Miss fans Very in cool. attendance. So, I mean, just stellar uh, senior day uh, for the Lady Eagles. And then after that, to end the season again on the road, uh, we traveled down to Louisiana to Lafayette. And, uh, man, what a game. Uh, I know earlier we were talking about baseball and listening to this one. We were keeping up with this one, too, in the roost. And, um this game was back and forth and close and ended up going to overtime and um, Lady Eagles win 69-64 in overtime. And um, this was the third overtime game of the season for the Lady Eagles, the most since the 2014-15 season. And it was the first regular season title since 93-94 and the 800th victory in school history. So uh, lots of stats. Uh, that kind of happened all at the same time on that game. And Dom Davis finished with 24 points. Grayson with a double-double, 16 and 10. And Ja'Coria Bracey had nine uh, nine boards, 10 points. So, again, we know what's kind of coming up next for for uh, the Lady Eagles as well. They travel down to Pensacola, and they will be playing Friday, March 3rd at 5 p.m. Yeah, the ladies really coming into their own, not that they uh... – not that they really faltered during the season, but in mm-hmm. in the season on a five game winning streak, and that's huge. Know, they, as you got to be a lot of momentum um, and a lot of confidence moving into the uh, tournament down in Pensacola. So let's take a look at the Sun Belt standings. Um, we already kind of got the men, uh, um, and then, but you know, both teams get that the double buy. That's kind of a, is that a is that a unique thing to the Sun Belt? I mean, that's that's a it's a it's a pretty big it's a pretty I think big advantage. So. I mean, yeah, I I haven't really heard of another which I, you know, I don't really keep up with other teams. I know most lots of people kind of do that pod thing where you're kind of in pods, double elimination, kind of have to win your pod in advance to like the quarterfinals. But um, I kind of like it. You know, it kind of really puts some emphasis on being that top four, you know, getting that double buy is huge. I mean, again, single elimination is a big deal. I mean, you, you don't win, you're you're done. So it's not like you can get a chance to come back and get hot late, you know, if you lose in the first round. So, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty unique and uh, excited to see it play out. Because, you know, I mean, with the double buy, you're still going to have to, if you advance to the finals, if, you, if you're going to win it, you're going to have to win three days in a row, right? right. 
Yeah, uh, pretty, but you got to think about too. if you only have the single buy, that's four days in a row you're gonna have to win, and if yeah. you just barely make the tournament, five days in a row you have to win. So everybody, well, well, yeah. The good thing is, is this is a week early, right? And so most people are are still playing, um, and have their conference tournaments, you know, this next week, and hmm. so we'll we'll be finished. Well, obviously, we'll crown a champion on Monday. And we'll have kind of the week to kind of rest up for, you know, whatever postseason play comes our way in both leagues. So the semifinals uh, are on Sunday, March 5th at 5 p.m. for the men. Um, the finals are Monday, March 6th at 6 p.m. This game mm -hmm. will be broadcast on ESPN2. On the women's side, um, if we win, we play in the semifinal round Sunday, March 5th at 2 p.m. The finals for them will be on Monday, the March 6th at 1 p.m. That game will also be broadcast on ESPNU. So, you know, here we are. And um, we also have some beat, some baseball coming up this weekend. But um, I tell you, <clears throat> the way things are going right now, um, I think I'm kind of looking more forward to the <laughs> – <laughs> to the basketball i mean it's a bigger deal anyway it's, it's the very end of the season it's, it's the it's the conference tournament so it, it, yeah. it just i think it just feels weird because you know we hadn't done it that way in a while <laughs> right yeah so, um yeah people and, quit saying it's basketball season in like december and um you know like they're kind of over it um and they're like when is baseball season and now we're like it's still basketball season we're still you know making a charge and and now here we are uh coming up on march so Sure thing. Um, talking about baseball, uh, we, we had some games this past week. Uh, we, we beat UNO, um, the, the, the first of which um, we beat UNO 12 to nothing. That was the midweek game. Uh, got the bats going a little bit. Billy Oldham mm -hmm. went five innings for the W, had nine strikeouts. Nice to see. Uh, Nick Monaster got in there and struck out a couple. No homers hit, but the Eagles hit, did hit six doubles. Dickerson, Pato, Ewing, and Wilkes all with two hits apiece. And so it was nice to see the basket going a little bit mm -hmm. that um, kind of springboarded us straight into the Illinois series. Didn't really know what to think about Illinois. They just came off a hard uh, series versus uh, Wake Forest. Right. And but still, you know, I mean, we're feeling pretty good. Like, like the, 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 uh, the opening series of the year versus Liberty pitching looked great. Gave up one base hit or one extra base hit for the entire weekend. Hardly right. walked anybody. Um, and, and, you know, didn't hit the ball as good as we wanted to, but then we, you know, thought that we kind of figured out some hitting versus UNO. So we were feeling pretty good. Well, um, outside of the very uh, beginning of the game where, where we honored Corky Palmer is where they, 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 they made an announcement and, and threw the ball from the catcher to the, the pitcher to the, uh, center fielder and center fielder threw it over the wall, just in, honoring coach, uh, Corky Palmer. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the last, uh, big moment. <laughs> um, or the yeah. last good moment, um, lost this game 13 to five, very disappointing night at the Pete. Uh, good thing. We had that basketball game to listen to, um, Illinois scores 13 on 12 hits golden Eagles, just five runs, but, uh, did manage 10 hits themselves. Uh, Tanner Hall with a very un-Tanner Hall like night, five innings pitch, six hits, five runs, four K's and a walk. After that, Armistead, Towns, Chase Adams, and Dawson all saw action on the mound. Illinois just can smash. They hit three bombs. Um, 
and none of which just barely cleared the fence. Uh, they were, right. they were, you know, they got all of it. Um, Wilkes did it a homer for the Eagles. He got all of that one too. Major way, exit velocity. Yeah. Uh, by the <laughs> way, 10 hits and five runs with Tanner on the mound is usually enough. Yeah. Um, not this night though. So anyway, we, we started off that game, the, the series versus Illinois uh, on a sour note. Um, what were your thoughts after that first game? Uh, I was ready for Saturday. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what do you say? I mean, we just straight got whooped, um, you know, on both sides. Uh, couldn't get it going offensively, uh, struggled on the mound. So, so yeah, I mean, we were kind of like, all right, let's, uh, let's have this day end and let's start again tomorrow. Yeah, well, it did end. You want to take us through what happened on game two Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think we may have set the record for like the longest nine-inning game in the history of time, and it ended up going 11. Uh, I think at, at the nine-inning mark, we were at like four and a half hours, which is just mind-boggling. Uh, yeah, we ended up winning 14-13 in 11 innings. Uh, total game time was five hours and 17 minutes. Mm. Um you know, this is the game we did the interview with Coach Denson, and it just felt like a whole different day. Uh, then we were we recorded him early in the like the third inning, and uh, man, it was just an eternity after that. Southern Miss throws nine different pitchers. Matt Adams started, and we went Martin, Oldham, Middleton, Storm, Dickerson, Rhodes, Allen, and Monastere. Monastere was credited with the win on one inning uh, pitched, one hit, one K. Um, uh, you know, we talked about this one a lot. I, it was weird. Uh, seems like replay was like every single, uh, every single play that was semi close went to replay. It was just extending the game, extending the game. And I know early in the game, there was a sort of scary play where Peyto, uh, was making a play for a ball, runs into the wall, uh, ended up resulting in a in the side or inside the park home run. Um, we kind of watched big lead evaporate for the Eagles. And the, you know, we kind of came back, I think three different times and tied it up to kind of extend it. And then ended up walking it off in the 11th uh, with Peyto kind of uh, hitting that one out the center. So uh, Illinois homers again, two more times. Southern Miss hit four more doubles. Uh, Etzel goes three for seven. Peyto goes two for eight. Uh, Dickerson uh, two for four with, with two walks. Uh, Lynch goes two for five with four RBIs. Uh, Creek Robertson got the start at second and went one for five with two RBIs. And what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, like it was really, really long. Uh, I hate the replays. I don't like yep. it. You know, I, I wish we could just go back to just, and, 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 you know, what people tend to go with. It's like, well, don't you want to get it right? Thing is, they don't get it right. It, yeah. I, I think I would agree with all of these replays if every single time we called a replay, uh, they said, you know what, we missed it, but they don't normally it's, well, you know what, we called him safe. So we're going to leave it at safe. <laughs> um, I know we've right. been a times at second base. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, it, it, for, for all the, the measures that, that seem to be taken these days for, for shortening the game, this surely doesn't do that. And, and, and then at the end, you know that their coach challenged the damn if we if we touch the plate or not. So um, so Peto hits the walk off to center. The horns go off. We're high fiving everybody. Yeah. And and then somebody says, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! They're challenging." I'm like, "We're challenging what? 
what could, what could you what could you possibly challenge <laughs> right and so and so in the middle like mid celebration we got to go hold on and then we're just standing there waiting for a few minutes and then they come trotting out the umpires come trotting back out of the dugout or wherever it is they go over there and they say safe and then we kind of celebrated again but it, just, it, it, it interrupted my celebration yeah and then maybe go okay it was just i don't know it just it yeah just after five it. hours <laughs> right yeah um so anyway that that takes us to uh, game number three of the rubber match and uh february the 26th lost again lost nine to five sport score was manageable through five innings then illinois hit a bunch of balls off the wall and some that just found everything they swung at you know found the hole i know that's baseball we had a lot of balls right at people everything they mm -hmm. swung at no matter if it was off the barrel off the end off the fist found a hole um but they did a lot of balls hard mm -hmm. um Sutter Miss scored three in the bottom of the six and only one more for the game. Uh, we lose. Etzel got two hits. Danny hit a dinger. Sarge didn't get any hits, but hit it few hit it hard a few times. Mazza started for the Eagles, went 4.2, uh, four and two-thirds innings pitched, five hits, seven Ks, four walks, two earned runs. Uh, Cross has had better days, and we'll, we'll, he'll be fine. Um, but today was not one of his good days. He faced five batters, uh, gave up four earned runs, not his day. Um, and not our day. Um, so deal is started five and two last year. One of the best years ever started five and two this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, so anyway, how the baseball polls sit, uh, at the moment, baseball America, we are number 25. That's, uh, down in the rankings from 18th. NCBWA, number 22, down from 15th. D1 Baseball, number 25, down from 18th. USA Today Coaches Poll, number 26, down from 19th. And College Baseball Nation, after we just gave them all the love in the world last week, uh, we were number last week, and um, we lose two out of three to a pretty good team, and we dropped to number 38. So, whatever. Um, hopefully, we just get to keep saying that we're in some sort of poll. <laughs> That's, right and maybe at the end of the year we can look back we're like man what what the hell are we so worried about why, why are we getting so worked up um yeah but we definitely have some some work to do um specifically on the uh on the mound um so we played mississippi state on tuesday night uh at trustmark park in pearl um first pitch scheduled for 6 p.m then we got dallas Baptist at home march 3rd through the 5th uh 6 p.m., 2 p.m., and 1 p.m. for the DBU series. Mm -hmm. Very big series coming up. Um, yep. We need to uh, – Got some weather coming in on uh, Thursday night, early Friday morning, and so it's going to it's gonna cool it back down. So everybody that was upset last weekend with the great weather we had, it was too warm, uh, you're going to enjoy this weekend. Uh, so it's going to be – it's going to be nice the cool uh cooler much cooler than this past weekend but uh overall i haven't looked fine. at the forecast yet i'm actually gonna yeah. pull it up right now that you're talking about it and ooh, dipping down into the 40s yeah but, yeah we've got some cool mornings but it, but it heats up nicely yeah 76 for a high 49 for a low perfect basically all weekend yeah with a whole bunch of sunshine you yep. know i can deal with 40s if it's sunny yeah, as long right. as it starts in the 40s and ends up in the 70s, I think that's about as good as it gets for me. Right. I like a cool morning. 
All right. What about softball? You want to run us through softball? Yeah. I mean, softball plays a bunch of games. Like I know baseball played four. They we do. They play five a, five a week. I mean, softball just plays all their freaking time. So run yeah. us through. Run us through some softball. Yeah. So uh, softball sitting at twelve and one. Um, zero zeros in the conference. Obviously, haven't played one of those yet. Um, still just the one loss and only by two runs. So softball has it going under uh, Coach Poole. Um, the first game of the week on the 21st was canceled uh mississippi valley state and said rain uh, didn't even rain in hattiesburg i don't know um uh, just kind of head scratcher uh the hub city challenge though was not uh canceled uh so kicked off with a game against yale on friday eagle lady eagles win 8-0 uh line stock gets credited with the w goes the distance six inning pitch uh five gives up five hits eight k's one walk Kinsley Gordon hits a home run, and Hannah Borden and Alex Dittmer with two hits each. Um, great start. Uh, they follow that up with another game against Yale on Saturday. We won again, uh, this time 4-1. Uh, Jana Lee improves to 3-0 in the year. Uh, pitches seven innings, gives up five hits, one unearned, one earned run, uh, seven Ks. Neely Manis, the only Lady Eagle with multiple hits. Uh, she had two. Maria Smith uh, went one for three with two RBIs. Natalie Taylor gets her first home run of the season. And Lorna, uh, I don't want to say her last name. Uh, she hits a triple. Uh, Arkansas Plum Bluff uh, was, so this was a double header. So after we played Yale, beat them, we right. faced Arkansas Plum Bluff. Uh, one again, 7-1. Uh, Paige Kilgore goes to 4-0, uh, pitches seven innings, four hits, one earned run, five Ks. Lady Eagles only managed uh, six hits, but a lot of that was, uh, you know, because of the situation uh, with Arkansas Pine Bluff's pitching. Uh, Sydney Green for Arkansas Pine Bluff pitched six innings. She walked 10 batters and threw 160 pitches. Yeah, it's a, that's a lot. You, you're, <laughs> there's no way to get a whole bunch of hits if there's no balls being thrown, you know, in the strike zone. You talk about oh, that had to have been so slow. I mean, every every batter probably had to have a full count at some point. Um, so Alex Dimmer and Jenna Lee had two hits each. Natalie Taylor and Jana hit homers. Uh, and so wrapping up the Hub City Challenge was on Sunday against Nichols. Um, and Lady Eagles win 3-1 on six hits. Hannah Borden hits a home run. She had two hits, and Morgan Linestock does what she does. Uh, seven innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, and seven Ks and zero walks. So, um, man, they're rolling. Yeah, I mean, it seems like, I mean, at 12-1, and one, um, it, it's worth getting your – getting over there and watching some softball, but it seems like line stock and Lee are really worth the price of admission. You know, yeah. I, it, it's got me curious. I mean, Jana Lee, she's, she's throwing shutouts. It seems like line stock is our, it's kind of the Tanner hall of the softball team. And, and, on and, and, and I don't know, they, 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 they seem, they seem super. So, um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 very nice to see softball heating Catch up. a game and then hit up Fourth Street, you know, right yes. there next to each other. They right up against it for sure. Um, the Southern Miss golf team was in action. I know you keep up with golf way more than I do. Yeah. I think we did. I think we did fairly well uh, in, in this in the latest tournament. Um, remind me again where that tournament was. 
Yeah, it was the Bayou Classic. I think it was down in Houston, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Um, and the Eagles finished ninth there um, out of 16 kind of, teams. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a who's who of teams, too. Yeah, yeah, the teams were stacked. Uh, it was a lot of top top 20 teams there. Um, so Eagles, Eagles played pretty well, finished ninth. Uh, and so next up, uh, they travel – to Opelika, to uh, RTJ, the Robert Trent Jones Trail at Grand National, uh, and playing in the Defner Tiger Invitational on March 5th through the 7th. Good deal. Um, and as far as the mailbag goes this week, well, we, 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 had an L, we had an email come in through uh, our, our good buddy Joey Mfinger asked mm-hmm. us about doing a new shirt. We're always coming up with, with ideas for shirts mainly you come up with the ideas and only you come up with the designs right <laughs> you, you're like hey what do you think i'm like great that's my only contribution yeah. um, but but so joey asked about doing a throw it in the dirt shirt and i love the idea uh it might happen the, the only hold up that i have is it was kind of an almost thing to start with um so, so i don't know um I, I i i still love the way Sutter miss does it and I think we do an awesome job. And it's probably been long enough now to where we've kind of made it our own. So right. we might do it. It's 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 a very cool thing. It adds to the atmosphere of the Pete. Uh, I look forward to it. It's, it's, it's as much a part of the game for me as the horns and as the people stomping their feet and yeah. as the students sitting down there in, in the terrace and the roost itself. So it's, it's definitely a part of it. And, and it's kind of weird that there isn't a shirt or something along those lines with throw it in the dirt so who knows we, we might we might just do that um and let's see the next thing i wanted to get to before we close everything out mm-hmm. uh just more southern miss news that and not necessarily from just this week but from the last couple of weeks yeah um, John Cox, longtime voice of the Southern Miss athletic program, was announced the winner of the 48th annual Russell B. Anderson slash Wilbur Snipe Award. Very big honor for Juan. Uh, USM's Austin Crowley named one of the three finalists for the Howell Trophy. Dominique Davis, finalist for the Gillum Trophy. Our good and, and assistant. What was the assistant? He was the number two under deputy, uh, I think. Deputy. Deputy. Andy deputy uh athletic director uh jeff mitchell headed to ball state to be their new director of athletics very happy for 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 jeff he's he's world class he um he always was very nice to to us uh with the Mm -hmm. show and um we wish him nothing but success maybe we get maybe maybe that's gonna be one of our future home and homes you know (laughs) yeah um, they're going to need to come somewhere down south to play baseball too. So at the beginning of the year, maybe we get them over at the peak. Um, Central Latham, linebacker for Southern Miss football, was drafted by the USFL's Michigan Panthers. So I guess the USFL's back. That's how much attention I've been paying. Um, <laughs> there has been a watch party announced for the Ole Miss before the Ole Miss game on Tuesday, March the seventh, at JD's Craft Beer and Daiquiris in Deiberville. Free to attend, appetizers provided, drinks available for purchase, registration is required at SouthernMissAlumni.com. Contact Jacob Fitzgerald at JacobDFitzgerald at gmail.com or Anthony mm-hmm. Palazzolo 
at anthony.palazzolo at usm.edu. So tough to say. Um, I actually and, met him last night. Did you really? Yeah, he's he rode down or he rode with uh, with me and uh, Defada, uh, or I guess I rode with them uh, mm-hmm. up up to the up to the game last night at Trustmark. So uh, nice guy, yeah. Good deal. Where he works on staff with uh, with Jerry. Well, I tell you what, since we just gave it away that we're recording, this is like, the second part. <laughs> yeah. Um, do, do you want to give it, it? It just it's it's just off the top of your head uh, how that game was. So for, for people that are wondering what I'm talking about. I think what, at the end of this episode, once you hear this, if you can comment back, like I know where you guys picked it up from the previous time. Yeah. Then let us know. Um, so we had the episode all ready to go. I thought it was awesome. Um, this, it second was half, this second half is not going to be nearly as good, but <laughs> in, in post, uh, after the show was over, not to get too into the weeds, but in post we're we're going over all the editing and for whatever reason, at the 27-minute mark, uh, Pilo's audio just goes dark. Um, <laughs> it, it was as if he hit the, the mute button, but he didn't because I heard him. Yeah. He heard himself through his headphones. I heard him through my headphones. But for whatever reason, that entire wave file was just silent. <laughs> Gone. So then, you know, uh, we've got other stuff to do. So now <laughs> here it is on, what is this, Wednesday? Wednesday night, yeah. Now it's Wednesday night, obviously after the Mississippi State game. And um, we're finishing up the second half of the episode. So since the cat's out of the bag, I guess, tell us about that State game last night. Oh, man. You know, it felt very much like the Saturday game in Illinois. It was like um, I thought I thought we missed an opportunity early in the game. And that first, they walked the first two batters. We just couldn't get anything going offensively. Uh, stake strikes first, get up, we fight back. It was just this battle of like we state would get up, we would battle back. And then we get ahead, you know, and then it's like, all right, we got this. And uh uh our man Cross Sibley comes in, um, kind of shuts him down for a few innings. Uh Storm comes in, shuts him down for a couple innings, and then we we have six outs left. And you know, you're thinking, you know, we got this. And Again, I think as as the trend has been this so far this season, trying to find that consistency on the back end of the bullpen, and and um, we just, they just didn't get it done. I mean, everybody knows the what the result. Um, hard to see. It was hard. Uh, there was, I mean, there was a lot more state fans there than Southern Miss fans, and they had gotten really quiet when we had a what three run lead um, in the eighth inning. Um, so tough i mean it's a heartbreaker i mean um you know we and then, then we get a guy on in the ninth and get him to second and then have a chance and and it just, just didn't work out um very but again it was good game. it was yeah it was yeah it was lots tons of tons of walks i want to say state had 11 and we had eight walks i might be off with those numbers but yeah lots the, of walks the the home plate umpire and uh you know everybody's like oh don't complain about the umpires but uh he was i I thought there was one point where the state skipper was was gonna get tossed i mean he literally came out of the dugout jumping up and down waving his hands uh and at one point the home plate umpire rung up a state player i don't know if you could see it on the tv on it was strike two so i mean he gives them punch out and it was only strike two and the entire (laughs) state dugout goes nuts uh, and so it was, it was just one of those things where it's like, 
it was bad on both sides. They weren't getting calls. We weren't getting calls. Things were, it was moments where we were getting squeezed. It felt like, and there were moments where strike threes were kind of iffy. Um, yeah, well, so both, I could, I could teams see kind of kicked it around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, State really and, and, seemed sloppy and, you know, on the infield. And you, you're going to get a lot of that uh, in baseball when you have a bunch of walks. Right. I mean, just imagine standing out there and standing out there, standing out there and all of a sudden missile. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, it was not good. In fact, I, I would imagine if you could have gone and sat in the little outfield huddle that the teams do after the games, mm-hmm. I'd imagine no matter what huddle you're sitting in, it's probably a very similar message. I mean, I know Mississippi State ended up winning the game, but ne- real honestly, neither team really deserved to, to win that game. Um, it was it was real sloppy. I, I wish we would have won it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is one I, I don't those... think I, I would have, I would, I wouldn't be sitting if we had, if we'd have won the game 10 to nine instead of losing, was it 10 to nine? Yeah. That was the fun. Okay. If we'd have won 10 to nine instead of losing 10 to nine, I don't think that I would still, I, I wouldn't be sitting here saying we figured something out. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Both teams still have issues. Um, hopefully that can get uh, cleared up, uh, especially for us. Yep. Uh, moving forward. All right, man. So anyway, Four Street Bar. You guys, they're our title sponsor. Go by the Four Street Bar. Um, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. They have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. These are home style plate lunches. Remember, tag us on social when you go by there. A pick a tag and a Four Street check in gets you a shout out. Speaking of shout outs, Pilo, lead us off. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna kick it off first with uh, Jerry Defada with the Alumni Association. I I was kind of looking all week, or I guess all weekend, kind of really for somebody to kind of go up to that game, um, and uh, happened to stop uh, on my way out Sunday, kind of stopping by, uh, talking to everybody, kind of on the way out, and talked to him. And he's like, "Yeah, man, come on," and uh, had a great time. Got to catch up with him. It'd been a while since we'd really had some time and talked and. Um, so I appreciate the ride, appreciate the hospitality and, and everything last night. Um, so that, that was good and caught up with our good friend, Aaron Hall, uh, last night too. He was at the game. Um, uh, so had a good time with him and, and his dad. Um, so a lot, lots of USM fans up there, but, uh, also wanted to kind of, um, give a shout out to John Smith, um, rally bike, um, there's, there's something, you know, uh, something I've kind of had talked about last time when we lost uh, all the audio. Uh, but um, this weekend at, at the Roost, you're going to see you're going to see something that John and I have kind of been working on. And uh, the shipment just came in uh, yesterday. It actually Ooh. got here. 30, it got here 30 minutes after I left to go to Trustmark or uh, I would have. Uh, Surprise one. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's something kind of, uh, we collaborated on. I kind of had a hand in designing and, uh, John's vision and it's going to be awesome. So you, you will definitely see them, uh, in the roost and, uh, and, uh, uh, another kind of thing pertaining to him, something else is happening in the roost too. So a lot, lots, lots happening this weekend, uh, out in the roost. So you're being very vague. I am um, giving I John I don't, just I don't tons give... of credit. I'm not sure he deserves <laughs> any of this credit that he's getting. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh let's see who else. Um 
I know Sarah Catherine Wallace, uh, you know, she's out right next to us, uh, wife of Charlie Wallace, uh, and become really good friends with them. Uh, you know, she made the, the roost. Yeah. She made some killer hot dog chili and, uh, that was featured, you know, on, on the broadcast with Jason Baker and, and, uh, although he gave credit to hub city eats, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it was Sarah Catherine that made the, you know, that, uh, that uh, cooked the chili so yeah shout out to her and uh, yeah that'll wrap me up so i'm gonna give a couple of shout outs uh coach ladner and austin crowley made the rounds yeah. uh, saturday out there in the roost good to hang out with them man they're just good i'm so glad they kind of found each other yeah you know? does that sound corny or romantic no. whatever it <laughs> is it, it's they fit you know and um yeah it, it, anyway they, they made the rounds and and i think he, he signed every autograph that and took every picture they did um, austin walking through the roost it must have taken him it was a good thing that game was like five hours or something long <laughs> you know because yeah i bet it took him three hours to make it through the roost uh but anyway it's good to see those guys uh I, I got to hang out with downtown harry goff he invited me to sit up in the grandstands with him for a couple innings and i did that and i appreciated it uh, Nico Mazza's dad informed me that it isn't matzah, like I had been saying. Yeah. I was thinking like mozzarella cheese. It's not. He said it's Mazza like jazz. So got it. Um, you know, fairly certain I won't mess it up again, but who knows. <laughs> um, Mr. Rick, Cole Pierce, and Basher all let me know that I butchered Cross's name last week. I get it. Thanks for pointing it out. You know, they never – they, they, they never seem to to tell me, hey man, great show. Like that's right. You, like when you guys went over that whatever it was, it was great. But when you screw something up, <laughs> I hear these a holes come. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, special shout out to Dr. Thomas Royals, Hattiesburg Clinic surgeon and good friend of ours. He got us the mm -hmm. interview with Hill. Yeah. Um, Tiro played for Hill at Bellhaven. And Hill has told me before that he thinks that uh, Thomas is the best player he ever coached. So um, if, if you're wondering why I was at Bellhaven, well, it's because Tiro was All-American at Pearl River, got drafted, went to the Tigers, and like a fails his physical because he'd had like four knee surgeries, which I think is the reason he decided to become a surgeon. And, um, and then he couldn't go NCAA since he had already played professional, right? So he went to Bellhaven where it's NAIA. Right. Played for Hill. Anyway, that, that's how we, we got uh, that interview with Hill. I still haven't heard the audio on it. I'm assuming it didn't go dark. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, great, man. Well, you know, speaking of a long baseball game, this has been the longest podcast episode. Three day. It's a three day episode. So I, I, I hopefully ever do this again. But uh, for everybody that's listening very late in the week, we apologize for it. But thanks yep. for listening in today, whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P Lowry. Follow us on all social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. 
you have lots of things to offer But Southern Mississippi put you all shame I was born here in Hattiesburg Never ventured far away When it comes to playing football Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame You have lots Of things to offer But Southern Mississippi Put you all to shame I could play For North Carolina Ohio State Or LSU You play a good Game of football But Southern Mississippi Is a whole lot better than you Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 